friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here, we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. Do you find it hard to be grateful for the season that you're in or the circumstances that you're in or honestly to find gratitude for anything in your life because the waiting season has created such a burden on your shoulders? This was my experience for so many years and we actually had a conversation last week with a girl who I think what I shared with her can be such a practical way to handle your frustration with the Lord. So I want to dive in today to today's episode talking about gratitude. What does God's word say about it? How can we cultivate it, especially in a place where we feel no gratitude for the things that we're going through and what God is navigating us through? So let's get into it. Okay, so a really cool opportunity came up. We have this internship program at the church that we attend here in Maui, and 12 young adults are invited out to be interns for a year with our church. Six are female and six are male, and they're provided housing, all the whole nine yards. It's like the coolest setup ever. If I had known about this back in the day, I definitely would have been interested in it because it's just so awesome. But one of the cool things about the program is that they do a kind of like group team house meeting type of a thing. One of my girlfriends actually has been doing this, you know, year in, year out with the girls meeting weekly with the six ladies in the internship program for the year, just mentoring them, encouraging them, praying over them, talking with them, discussing house related issues or anything like that. And it's just such a cool setup of mentorship. And she actually just had a baby. And so I got the opportunity to step in and help her and just kind of fill her shoes until she comes back from maternity leave because I really wanted just an opportunity to get involved with these incredible women. Last week, we had a conversation that I think just really stood out in my head. And I was like, this is a key. Like, this is a huge part of navigating a waiting season that I needed to share with you guys that just struck me so hard in the heart. And so I just want to talk about gratitude because in the waiting season when you're trying to conceive and everybody else around you is getting pregnant. And honestly, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. It's like all of my friends are either just had a baby or are currently pregnant with number two or number three or whatever. And I kind of feel like a little bit like the black sheep, like I'm the only one who's not pregnant. And I'm also the only one who's struggled to get pregnant, which is kind of wild to me statistically. But Maybe that's because some people aren't as vocal about their journey as I probably am. So if you're feeling that way, if that is your circumstances, there might be a little difficulty having thankfulness or having a thankful heart for your life and your journey and for the Lord in general and your circumstances, all the things. So I want to talk about that because this came up in our in like our mentorship meeting last week. 
And it's easy in a season or certain circumstances to feel like your joy is being stolen. Like you just can't muster up any joy to save your life. And you just feel frustrated. Like, why me? Why am I the only one who's dealing with this? Why is it not happening in the timeline that we had set? Why does it have to be so hard? And why can't it just be this natural thing that happens the way I always thought it would happen? And we just start getting in this rut of frustration and anger and kind of bitterness can really set seeds in the soil of our heart, right? So gratitude is one of those things that is often overlooked, the power of it. And so I want to open up our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. It says, pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And I think this is such a powerful statement because first of all, it says to pray without ceasing. And a lot of times we're like, what does that really mean? What does it mean to pray without ceasing? Like, I'm not going to be, I have a job to do. I have, you know, maybe you already do have a kid to take care of, or you are responsible for various things and involved with various things. You can't just be in your prayer closet all day long. What does that mean? So praying without ceasing means to have our minds always on the things of God, to be in constant communication with Him so that every moment may be as fruitful as possible. Wow, that was just like such a great definition that really spoke to me. And I know I've talked on this podcast about praying and how to cultivate that conversation between you and God, but really challenging ourselves when we're in a season of frustration, when we're in circumstances that are out of our control and they are not our preference. That's the waiting season, right? Where we are just between a rock and a hard place, essentially. Our job is to have our minds always on the things of God. What are the things of God? The things of God is what he's trying to do in this world to share his love for his people, for his creation through the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like we're heading into Easter. That's literally what we are living for. And that's the things of God is the fruit of the spirit, the attributes of him, really focusing on living in a way that it honors the call of which we've been we've received, which is to be his heirs and his children, to be his image bearers, be in constant communication with him. So that's the praying without ceasing part. And then the last part of that verse is in all circumstances, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Okay, first of all, the powerful words of First, the command in all circumstances, give thanks. And then followed by, this is the will of God for you. That's the will of God to give thanks in all circumstances. That sounds so hard. And honestly, that kind of grinds my grate a little bit, if you know what I mean, because you're like looking at your circumstances like this is not easy. This is not fun at all. I've looked forward to being a mom my whole life and I'm, I'm fighting for this, but these circumstances are not joyful and they're not good and they're they're not what we expected. They're hard. They're painful. I'm on my knees all the time. God, I'm praying and crying out to you, wondering if you're even hearing me. And you're asking me to give thanks in this season. You're telling me it's actually your will for me to give thanks. So I want to talk about this. How do we give thanks? I want to bring us back to John, actually. My husband spoke on this passage and this story this past weekend at our church. And 
it really solidified the whole giving thanks aspect because I've read this story countless times, but I've never really picked up on the reality of what Jesus did, the profound step and action that he took in a moment where circumstances were not ideal. Very similar to what you might be facing in the waiting season. And so it's the feeding of the 5,000. And actually, it was recorded that there were 5,000 men, but it was not recorded how many total people. And there was women and children there. So there was probably, they would argue, around 20,000 people in this crowd. And the whole focus is that Jesus is like, they're getting hungry. What food do we have to offer them? And so then, you know, they're looking around, the disciples are looking, looking, they find a little boy who has five barley loaves and two fish. Now, if you're looking at a crowd of 20,000 people, your immediate response is, this is not enough. This is absolutely not enough. We are not going to be able to feed these 20,000. We are not going to be able to feed this 20,000 people crowd with this small amount of food. But they brought it to Jesus anyways. And they said, here's what we were able to find. And you know what Jesus did? The very first thing he did, he did not say, well, geez, that's really not enough. Are you sure there's not anything else out there? Can we find some more? No, he took the food. He took the five loaves. He took the two fish and he gave thanks. He gave thanks. He literally demonstrates to us the will of God from 1 Thessalonians that says to give thanks in all circumstances. He looked at his not enough This is definitely not enough. And he gave thanks to God. I want to ask you the question, are you looking at your circumstances? Are you looking at, maybe it's your sperm count, your egg quality, your IVF results, your IUI failures, or just these continued medical situations, or maybe even just month after month of trying and trying and trying and nothing is happening. You keep getting your period. Are you sitting there looking at your circumstances and saying, this is not enough? This is not good enough, Lord. This is not enough to produce a child. This is not enough to overcome the statistics. This is, they are telling me my only chances of conceiving is X, Y, and Z. Well, I'm here to tell you that God is not confined to statistics, to science, to medical advice, to anything that humans might try to put him into. God is capable of working miracle after miracle in your life and in my life. I 100% believe that. There's not an ounce of doubt anymore in me because I feel like God really did rid me of that spirit of doubt that I had for a long time through the journey of infertility. But that's the reality is that God is not defined. He is not contained. He is not going to do in your life simply just what the statistics say. He is fully capable of doing a miracle in your circumstances, just like he was fully capable of doing a miracle with the circumstances that Jesus was facing and feeding the 5,000. There was not enough. The statistics say, if you were to do the numbers, that those five loaves of bread and the two fish were not going to go far enough to feed 20,000 people. But he prayed without ceasing. He was in communication with God about this. And in all circumstances, when there was not enough, when the statistics, when the whole, the whole crowd, everything was staring at him in the face that this is just not going to work out in an ideal situation. And 
an opportunity where he could have been upset with God, or he could have had anger, or he could have had bitterness for how God was not providing. He chose to give thanks and to live out God's will for his life as the great example of leadership as we see him to be. That's Jesus. Like He shows us how we should live, and he showed us what to do when we are facing and the odds are stacked against us and we have quote unquote, no hope that our circumstances are going to lead to a favorable outcome. And he gave thanks in all circumstances. He said, Lord, thank you for the five loaves and the two fish. And in faith, he trusted that God the Father was going to provide enough for this crowd. He knew the needs of the crowd. He knew that people needed to be fed. He knew there were women and children and men, and they were hungry, and they'd been out there listening to him. He had empathy and compassion and love for these people. And he said, God, you are the father of these people. Like He understood that God's heart for these people, because he is God himself, but he understood his heart for these people. And so he knew what God was capable of, God the Father. So he went to God the Father, and he gave thanks. And in that, He trusted for God to provide through the limited resources that he had. So maybe you're looking at your circumstances and saying, we don't have the money to do X, Y, and Z, or we don't have the sperm, we don't have the egg, we don't have, there's some part of the puzzle missing that you think that means your outcome is not favorable. To have children, it's not favorable. Now, I'm not saying that he has children for all of us, like bloodline children. I don't know what he has for you. But what I can tell you is that we have seen how to show up when we don't have the circumstances in our favor. And it's all through the example of Jesus Christ. We see that God's will for us is to give thanks no matter what. So are you doing that right now in your journey? Are you and your husband on your knees giving thanks to God? Or are you guys in anger? Are you sitting in this victim mindset of like, God doesn't care. He's not listening. He's, you're putting on these human characteristics on a God who's not confined by our human traits. And you're just building up this anger and this bitterness and resentment towards God that is crumbling your trust in what he is capable of doing. And you know what I've seen a lot in the New Testament? Jesus doesn't do miracles where there's not faith. Faith always comes first. Faith obedience, and then Jesus provides the miracle, right? And so like, it's like the woman who touched his robe and her bleeding stopped. He said, where did the power, the power went out of me. I felt it. And he's like, everyone is jostling you, Jesus. Like there's a huge crowd here. He's like, no, someone touched me with a purpose. And it was that woman who had the faith that said, he, if I could just touch his robe, he can heal me. She had the faith in what Jesus was capable of doing even though her circumstances were like literally no medical help could help her at this point in her journey. So where are you and your husband? Because this is a journey for the both of you. It's not a journey for just you. It's not just the female creates the baby. It's the female and the male. Where are you guys uniting as a married couple, taking on the spiritual battle that's in front of you to fight for faith for your future children, to fight for the miracle that God is capable of doing in your life? 
Or are you just sitting in overwhelm of your circumstances saying it's not enough? You're looking down at what is already on the table and saying there's no way God can do something with this. There is just no way. You know what I think is so cool? God created us. Like He created our minds. He created our hearts. He created how that all connects together, our physicality and our mental state and all the things. And He knows how it all works. And He gave us His Word as our manual for living a great life here, right? Like This is how we should show up and live. And that command of giving thanks in all circumstances is because He understands the impact that gratitude has on the hearts that he created and the minds that he created in the human. And we have people that study this for a living, like there are psychologists, there are doctors, there are scientists, they're all studying these elements of the psychosis and the the physicality of the human body. And here God is saying, I've already given you everything that you need to flourish in really hard circumstances, to have a healthy heart, a healthy mind, to fight through anything like depression and an illness and bad circumstances. Like I have shown you how to live in a way that is going to create greater joy, improve your sleep, improve your mood, improve immunity. And that is gratitude. There are mental and physical benefits from like secular non- biblical-based studies that say how important gratitude is. And yet here is God's word written years and years ago before anyone could study anything where God was like, I know what you need. You need to be thankful in all circumstances. And then we see that in Jesus's life lived out. And it's just, wow, it's so powerful. So if you are sitting there and you're just like, gosh, I am just in a hole. I am just spiraling because of my circumstances. Or maybe you got your period again and you're just like, in so much pain because your best friend just announced that they're pregnant. Or recently you've had all the women that you hang out with have all gotten pregnant and now you're in a season still of waiting and you're just more alone, more isolated than ever before. Or maybe you were kind of like me for a while there. I was just so bitter and angry with God and my husband was so filled with faith for what God could do. And we were just on opposite ends of the spectrum, which created just disunity almost. Like it was just like, I was so frustrated that I felt one way and that I couldn't feel the way he was naturally feeling. Wherever you're at today listening to this episode, I want to challenge you this next week before the next episode drops to spend any time that you spend in prayer, whether you are driving to work and you spend that time in prayer talking to God because he calls us to have constant communication to pray without ceasing. So if you are going to be praying on your way to work, or you are going to be praying and journaling before the day starts in the morning, or if you are laying your head down at night and you and your husband are about to go to bed, you turn off the lights and you sit there and you pray together in unity. I want to challenge you to remove any requests of God. Stop asking him for something and start thanking him for everything. Because even if he is withholding something that you were praying for, a child, a job, a spouse, whatever it is, he still has provided you with everything in Jesus Christ. His love for you has already been put on display. You don't need any more proof of God's love for you. It's all there in Jesus Christ. His compassion, his heart, his love is literally 
ever-flowing ability to do any kind of miracle, to overcome any circumstance, is on display through Jesus Christ, which is what we're about to celebrate in the coming weeks with Easter, the empty tomb. Like We don't have to look any farther. We don't have to have any more prayers answered to know the great love, compassion, mercy, grace, forgiveness of our God. So if you want to know if He cares about you, look no further than the empty tomb. If you want to know if He hears you, look no further than the empty tomb. If you want to know that He is pursuing you right now, look no further than the empty tomb. It's all written, all displayed right there. You don't need more proof. You don't need him to answer any more prayers because his love is unconditional and it it has a period to it. It doesn't have any commas. It says, my love was displayed for you and that while you were still sinners, I sent my one and only son to die and be resurrected in three days for you to take your place on the cross, to take your sin, your consequences, the punishment, the distance that we had between you and I, my son took that. And as a result, you get to be a co-heir with him. You get to inherit everything he inherits. You get to receive my love, experience my grace, know my presence personally right now. So you might be facing really tough circumstances. Your heart might be in shreds. And yet, you can still have gratitude. You can still have joy. You can still know the peace of God, not because of what He is doing or not doing for you today, but because of what He has already done for you. It's already been taken care of. And that's your greatest need, been met through Jesus Christ on the cross. You might think that you need a baby. You might think that you need to become a mom. You might think that you need a family to look a certain way. But God knew your ultimate need and he already took care of it. So express gratitude. May we be a generation who prays without ceasing. We're in constant communication with God. And in all circumstances, we are giving thanks to God. When we have not enough, we're giving thanks to God. When we have dire circumstances, we're giving thanks to God. When we receive a diagnosis we never wanted, we're giving thanks to God. When we have brokenness that feels beyond repair, we give thanks to God in all circumstances. That is God's will for us. And we can have a Savior who knows how that feels to give thanks when it's not enough, to give thanks when we don't know yet how God is going to provide or what He is going to do but walking in full trust that he is capable of not being bound by the numbers that he can provide and make something out of nothing. Like where did the extra bread and fish go? Because if you look back at the feeding of the 5,000, everybody got fed and there was still 12 baskets left over. They didn't start with 12 baskets of leftovers. They ended with 12 baskets of leftovers. They started with five loaves and two fish. That's where they started and where they ended was more than enough, with plenty, with leftovers. You cannot tell me that God is not capable of overcoming whatever circumstances you're facing right now as a couple. You cannot tell me that he cannot move radically in your life. You cannot tell me that he is not going to give you plenty when you don't have enough. 
you can't tell me that because I've seen it play out. And I know that that's the same God that we serve. He is still the same God. So where did those loaves of bread and the fish that he fed 20,000 people come from? He created that. He turned nothing into something. So if you feel like I have nothing, God, there is nothing here that you can do in these circumstances. And you're listening to medical providers tell you it's not possible. I have heard of stories where God is like, you know what? Actually, it is possible. So what, it, what are you going to do in this crossroads? Are you going to show up in faith and say, I trust the Lord that he is capable and he is provider. And I will walk in faith and I will pray without ceasing and I will give thanks in all circumstances and I will watch God give me leftovers. I will watch him take my nothing and turn it into something. He gets the final say, not the numbers, not the doctors, not anyone who is on this journey. It is God and God alone who gets the final say on how my family is created and what my family looks like. It might not be the way I always imagined. It might not be the traditional, I carry a baby for nine months and give birth nine months later. It might not be that, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to give you enough. It's not going to provide what you need, which is on that mountain, Jesus needed to provide food for these people. And he had leftovers after it was all said and done. So God knows what you need. God knows what your family looks like. And you can trust him to have the final say in your circumstances. But your job is to be faithful to the commands that he's given you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. You have been a co-heir with Christ. Are you living that way? Are you living in freedom? Are you living in joy? Are you living in the reality and the new identity that he has given you? Or are you letting your circumstances drown out the power of your identity? Because if that's the case, then you got some work to do. Because he did not go to the cross and raise from the grave for you to live as a victim to your circumstances, to live in slavery to your emotions. He did that so that you might have life to the fullest, that you might have joy in this life, that you might have peace in this life, that in all circumstances, that you can know him, live with him, and find joy with him because he is everything that you need. So your challenge today is to stop asking for something and to start thanking him for everything. If you can do that, you're going to be amazed at how your heart is going to change positions and the joy that you're going to be able to cultivate in your life that cannot be taken away from you. A divine joy that is given to you by being a co-heir of Christ. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.